0: Why would C-Bus Super? Because I'm a builder and they take care of me. Well, I had an accident on the work site and they helped me out, no worries. Yeah, they helped me out real fast. Mate, they just get me. Because they are for all of us. c for all of us. To consider if c is right for you, visit cbussuper.com.au for a copy of the PDS. I had to go about it, write it out.
1: I can
0: tell you. This is the final word, Ashes Daily with Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon for C Super, the Industry Super Fund, hitting your retirement for six on a famous day for Australian cricket that Jeff Lemon, you can tell us all about in 30 seconds.
1: Australia have retained the ashes. That was the important bit that we said we'd tell people when they woke up this morning and and turned on the podcast. They won by 185 runs, but it was not easy. It got into the last hour. England nearly drew. They were within 14 overs, and there were those nervous moments when Australia thought they might have given it away. Pat Cummins bowled beautifully early. Then England dug in. The tail dug in. Butler dug in. Jack Leach dug in. Craig Overton dug in. But in the end, they were dismissed, uh, just short of it being a completely terrifying finish for Australia.
0: Yeah, it it did have all the hallmarks of another sort of weird, and wonderful twist and turny day. And we kind of got there, I think. In Any test match that goes to the final hour when there are still a, a kind of a couple of results on the table, which is what we had here, they, they certainly weren't going to be shaking hands. So there was a, an opportunity for England to go to the very death. Bad light was a factor. Lucky the sun came out. I tell you what, the sun came out about half an hour before Australia took the final wicket. At that stage, when Jack Leach was still batting with Craig Overton, they, they, they stuck out 70 minutes together after Overton spent 90 minutes with... John Josh Butler just the other side of the tea break. Butler lost his off stump uh, to a great Josh Hazelwood delivery, which we'll come back to. But. Bad Light was going to play a role here. So in the nick of time, the Sun came back. In the nick of time, Josh Hazelwood finishes the job. They all made a contribution. That's probably the, the main thing from today. It wasn't one bowler, although Cummins was the pick. They all yeah. managed to do something at an important time, including the captain, Tim Payne, by bringing on Marnus Labuschagne, who got what ended up being quite an important wicket of Jack Leach. They could finally get him out.
1: Yeah, they finally found a way. But uh, there was, God, there was so much that went on. And, you know, it seemed like it was going to be an easy result, a relatively clear mm. result. And then this series that has just kept turning out ridiculous finishes started drawing on and drawing on and dragging out and dragging out and they get to the tea break and you're thinking, no, come on, surely not. But you're also thinking it's going to get dark here because it does. This is also the place where it rains basically every day and this is there was no rain all day. If there had been one rain shower today, even a little five-minute job that got them off, yeah. that probably would have been the draw for England because it would have taken half an hour to get back on.
0: Well, that's right. We spoke about a declaration yesterday being held back a fraction longer. I have to say, my mind did go there thinking well if they had an extra 45 minutes how different that may have been if if light did factor in. But as we say, didn't quite get to that stage. I'm watching the Australians on the balcony. I've just seen Pat Cummins with some, I think it's some family and friends sharing a big hug. As I said off the top, it's a, a huge day for Australian cricket. It's been 18 years since they've been successful in England. They've been belting out the team's song. The response of Tim Payne when they won was identical to that of what he did in Perth in 2017 when they won the Ashes there. He ran out towards the grandstand and gave it the big ones. He did exactly the same thing when DRS confirmed that Hazelwood did have that final wicket of Overton, except in between times, so much has happened. I mean, you've written an entire book about everything that's happened between that moment and this moment. And they have really earned this because they came so close at Leeds a couple of weeks ago. They backed it up here and, and they, quite, they are quite right to, to enter into a massive celebration. It's a, it's a wonderful moment we're watching here, isn't
1: it? Yes, yeah, Steve Waugh's up there on the balcony as well. 18 years, 18 years. And team. after 18 years, he found out it wasn't his. Well, it's not his anymore because <laughs> Australia, Australia have got the ashes <laughs> (laughs) Um, uh, Doc Mauger is up there taking some photos of uh, of Cummins and Josh Hazelwood, who are chatting to people down in the crowd. Um, Travis Head and Nathan Lyon leaning over the balcony. The England team have already cleared out. They just took off as soon as they could possibly get out of there. But it was such a finish. It was such a start. They were two down overnight when they came out this morning it was it was too very unfancied unliked england cricketers at yeah. the moment joe denley and and jason roy and they they've swapped spots denley was opening roy was number 4 it didn't seem to matter there were two wickets in the first over last night that pat cummins took on on that fourth evening and then a oh, wicket didn't fall this morning it didn't fall for a while they yeah, started they building the a first partnership out, didn't they? yeah um, and and jason roy was doing a decent job and Joe Denley batted the best I've seen him bat. He actually looks like a, a proper cricketer today. He he wasn't edging all over the place. Pat Cummins bowled gorgeously off the top. So did Josh Hazelwood. They looked almost unplayable and yet this pair got through it.
0: Yeah, look, I think Denley has looked apart on a few occasions in this series and I'm, I'm happy for him. The half century last week, he was promoted to opener. It was a fool's errand really given the circumstances he walked out to on what would have been evening two. He was out cheaply in an incredibly hostile spell and he had to get through last night and he did and he came back today and he batted maturely, he batted with a degree of class as well, it took a very good ball from Nathan Lyon that jumped and spat and went to bat patent yeah. line in the book for the first time in the match I should say, I made the point before that all of them made a contribution, that includes Nathan Lyon who was, you know, perhaps not at his best in the last few test matches but when it really mattered on the yeah. final day, two poles for him you know, it took a while for Hazelwood to get into it but then he picks up Joss Butler, shouldering up between times, Mitchell Stark picked up Johnny Bairstow with, you know, around the wicket left arm swinging into the front pad, you know, we talk about Mitchell Stark being able to move the ball around, he got the old ball moving there, so they all kind of played their role, I thought it was so impressive.
1: Yeah, it was and it was Cummins coming back for that second spell that's what broke the back of it because he goes through, Jason Roy knocks the sumps over and then it's the massive moment when Stokes comes out, the whole temporary stand go absolutely nuts this is their man, this is their guy and he's out there for a few overs and he's Doing like he did at um, at Headingley, taking his time, getting himself in, and then Cummins just bowls him one that just moves in a bit. Stokes is trying to leave, and it, and it almost nicks the bottom corner of the mm. toe as he was holding the bat in the backlift, trying to get out of the way, trying to leave the ball. Just a tiny little feather, and he started walking before the umpire. I, I don't think Darmasena was going to give it. It was Erasmus, and I, I don't oh, sorry, think he Erasmus, was yeah.
0: going to give him out either. Just judging by the body language from the reverse camera angle. It felt like he was about to give him not out. Payne was very sure though excellent take moving to his right, never easy from the inside edge. But So Payne probably would have gone upstairs and it mm-hmm. would have been confirmed accordingly but I mean from Stokes' perspective and Dave Tickner made this point on Twitter you don't walk for anything in this series given no. the standard of umpiring although they were excellent today um, but anyway he, he did essentially the right thing and uh, in, in terms of the, I guess the spirit of the game and so yep. forth when you edge it you walk even though that's rarely uh, part of the discussion these days and you're spot on about Cummins. He had four from four at that point, in a way it's a travesty that he didn't clean up and take six or seven because that spell when they got the ball changed at about the 62 or 63 over mark, he didn't take a wicket then but it was a ferocious spell of fast bowling um, also a brilliant, skillful exercise in swing so he hit the pad of Craig Overton at one point. It was given out. It was overturned on review but it was the amount of movement he got into the right hand after mm. beating him three times with like, legitimate serious outswingers. So yes, Cummins seems the ball around and bangs it in short and makes yep. it difficult. Gets it in the armpit but he's got those classical fast bowler skills as well. Moving it one way in the air and shaping it the other way too. So Cummins, yes, four wickets. Wasn't as important perhaps in the, in the final analysis. I thought he was going to be at one stage but he was the pick. They all played their role as I said yep before, and Hazelwood at the end, I mean, and just, you know, how, is, how are Stuart Broad and, and Overton going to keep Hazelwood out with still a roughly, a, you know, relatively new second ball, the light fading, it yeah. had a degree of inevitability to it after Leach fell.
1: Yeah, but it seemed, there were, there were these moments where the story kept starting to shift, you know, because they're two down overnight, yep. then there's the first partnership, then two fall quickly, you think it's going to fall away, but it doesn't, besto and Butler put together a stand, then Bairstow's gone for uh, 25, as you said, LBW, Stark, and then it's Butler and Overton. They get to the tea break, and you think, Well, okay, there's seven down here, but Overton can bat. He can bat a long time. That's Josh right. Butler's still there. Uh, and then after tea, they're going on for a while longer, and then it's Butler. Butler's been playing this game for the whole test match of trying to leave as much as possible, trying, like, basically reasoning, I can leave on the length mm. and I can leave on width. And and it's better to take a bit of a chance of getting bowled than to take a greater chance of nicking off. Now he was leaving balls on length from Hazelwood that were going over the stumps, probably half a dozen off them, and they <laughs> were good leaves. This ball is it's well wide of off stump, and, and it's a bit fuller, but it's certainly wide. So he says no problem at all. Shoulders arms to that, and it carves back in probably what seven inches.
0: <laughs> well, it, and, it was and
1: takes out his off stump.
0: Yeah, it was most well. Michael Vaughan made this point. I think a lot of people did on social media as well. It was most reminiscent of the Simon Jones Michael Clark ball on this very ground 14 years ago in that. Phase. A series, so a little bit of synergy there, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it was that it was the moment Hazelwood got that old ball going after Cummins did. They needed to get a wicket before the second new ball was due. Archer fell shortly thereafter, so things did look like they were going to wrap up in a hurry for Australia. Before I mentioned before the sort of the volatility with light, and that extra mm-hmm. partnership for 70 minutes from from kind of nowhere, men around the bat, real drama. I love that about yeah. Test cricket. That even when it looks like a foregone conclusion, if you dig in, you can change the narrative, and that's what England were doing. But ultimately look, the right team clearly won and I don't mean that from a partisan parochial perspective but you know they've won most overwhelmingly they've won the majority of sessions in this series and yeah. and had they gone to the oval with it one all it, it wouldn't have been fair it would have been fun it would have been great having the grandstand finish <laughs> you know it would have been a brilliant finale to have that um, at, at, you know, for cricket fans watching yeah. around the world, but it's the right thing that Australia wraps it up with one well, to spare.
1: I, I think it might have cooked Australia too if they'd lost two, yeah. two basically. Um, you know, two things Cro- that should have been <laughs> absolute wins. Uh, they might have just fallen apart in in that fifth test. So that leech partnership with Overton, that was it, it's that one of those lovely, exciting things in Test cricket where each ball is an event. The crowd start cheering each delivery. They gave a standing ovation at the end of every over. When those two came together, I think they had something like two hundred and ten deliveries yet to face and they got it down to under 100. So they batted together oh, yeah. for, you know, what, an hour
0: and a half? They batted for 70 minutes together yeah. and I don't think they played a false stroke. Like, And and, even, and all the drama too. Of course, you remember card of 2009 with yep. running out the gloves, running out. There was one moment where Leach got, I think, kind of hit on the side of the helmet. but It, it came up, I think, off his shoulder, off his shoulder and basically but,
1: nudged the helmet, so but, he had a concussion About test.
0: 14 people <laughs> ran out onto the ground, including uh, several of his teammates were laughing when they were walking off very, very slowly. So mm. it was, yeah, reminiscent of 09 in that respect. And, you know... That left such a massive scar on Australian cricket not being able to get the job done in that. Yep. They called that the Ricky Ponting set at the time, or maybe it was in Dan Bredding's book, Whitewash to Whitewash. It was the, the perfect test match with the exception of the final wicket. And it ran the risk of running a similar way. Let's remember, Australia made 497 in the first innings here. There's no reason yep. why, with you know, a, a first innings lead of whatever it was, 197 or something like that. They needed to win today, and, and they did. But had they not, I think you're right, they would have gone to, They would have gone back to the oval, feeling very sorry for themselves. So, yeah, it's the right result. And uh, so this uh, this
1: partnership with Leach going on, and then they get to the second new ball, and they take that, and they don't get a wicket with that either. Cummins, by that point, was pretty cooked. He was still doing his best, but I think he was exhausted. He bowled about four spells already. He bowled mm-hmm. 10 overs uh, either side of lunch as well. So they didn't get the breakthrough with the new ball. They get through nearly 10 overs. Well, eight overs with the new ball, and then I think Lyon bolding over, and then Tim Payne rolls the dice and, and pops Marnus in. It was great, wasn't and it? And that was the masterstroke. I've got
0: to say, Labochane's turning into a very useful leg spinner. Easy to deride taking second division wickets. Easy to sort of think of him as a part-time sort of, you know, battling leggy because he didn't go so well at Sydney this year when he was recalled to the test team. But gives it a rip, and he lands it as consistently as most wrist spinners do. Well, I think mm. there's something to work on there. I think longer term that, you know... He'll, he'll never be a conventional second mm. spinner, but I think you'll see him bowl a lot of overs in the home summer. But
1: what he got was bounce because Jack Lynch yeah. was all about, he was just pressing forward and defending. He was in behind every Mitchell Stark ball, every Pat Cummins ball. He was absolutely commendable. Faced 51 deliveries, hit the number 10, got promoted ahead of Stuart Broad. And then he gets that ball that just kicks up almost at, at sternum height from the leg spinner and spliced away to, to Matthew Wade at short leg.
0: We said it in the UAE last year. It was his top spinner was his most valuable weapon. And he nearly got over it, And just on the cusp of, i tell you, I had my camera right. I thought it was plum, um, pain thought it was too in terms of the appeal. Um, Labashane was pleading with uh, umpire Erasmus for the decision. In the end it wasn't reviewed and that was good captaincy too because it did a bit too much in the way of height. Mm. So yeah he's got a few tricks up his sleeve as well Labashane.
1: And then it was Broad coming out they had 15 overs to get through. They got through one of them and then Hazelwood coming back on just gets again the ball to cut back in. And Overton who faced over 100 deliveries you know absolutely outstanding from him just brave stuff but he just got it was just too good in the end
0: how good was it that broad took i don't know four and a half minutes to walk to the middle so yeah. there was a drinks break so we didn't walk out at the start of the drinks break he walked out about a minute and a half after the break concluded which is his prerogative i suppose but how
1: funny would it be um, if he got timed out timed to, out to day, lose just... a test match well there was
0: always going to be something quirky <laughs> had broad remained at the, in the middle for say more than 10 minutes you can guarantee he would have been changing his bat, or he would have smashed his head in the ground to have been a concussion sub or, you know he would have done something outside the square to have helped delay yeah. the game some more I'm sure but it well, didn't uh, quite uh, come to that
1: as we discussed if he had been hit in the head he would have had to have been replaced by
0: either um, Sam Curran or Chris Wokes Wokes who has a test century and 10 first class tons and Curran is a, a fine player you're right there is a bit of a a little bit of a shall we say a, <laughs> uh, a, 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 some, some uh, I'm sure we'll see some subterraneans we'll see some creative behaviour I think with the concussion sub at some stage but I'm, sub- I'm glad it's there by the way but
1: subterranean substitutes,
0: substitutes yes. but
1: so, there, so where we're at is that Australia have retained the Ashes but Tim Payne and Steve Smith were both very quick in their interviews to say, "Well, we haven't won the series, and we want to win the series." And England, I think, equally, were saying, "Well, you know." Oh, I, too- don't,
0: I, I don't buy that. I mean, I got to say, I heard them say that too, uh, England. But they, if, they, if they lose the what next they, test, what people if it's two
1: all, it's going to be pretty no, sure, hollow. But we always, it's we be always, cop-
0: oh no, no, I couldn't disagree more. That that's not how it will be seen in Australia. If Australia draw this tall and retain the ashes makes not a job no one cares no one remembers they, all yeah. they care about is who's got the urn. and Australia secured that today but next it'll week, still be we'll... a
1: case if they haven't won in England for 20
0: years oh if anyone writes that it, it, no one will write no one should write that it, this is a massive achievement for Australian cricket I'm sure they'll go there next week and say that But and I'm sure England will say it too I've, I've been covering this England team for a few years now I've heard that frame of words the well they're still we're still able to draw the series routinely they never do it's not going to be like, next week will be a, a, a coronation for Australia at the Oval, or, or alternatively, they they might not show up at all, and they might change their side completely. I think it's more likely to be the format where an Australian side having one here, it'll be England who will struggle to get up for that. It's usually the side that's already lost the series who fall away badly in the final rubber when it's been like this. So I, I wouldn't, yeah, they, I'm sure they'll say that, and I'm sure we'll, you know, to an extent, feel that way. But like this is this is the real deal today.
1: I don't know. I well, I know this is important, but I just think if you go home, is like the like the women's team in in seventeen eighteen, you know drawing that series they were pretty filthy about that about drawing even though they retained the urn i think if australia goes home 2-2 they'll they'll feel like they've let something important slip and they'll they won't feel happy about it and so i think they'll i think they'll be very very switched on about making sure they win that fifth test or at least i'm
0: i'm not, I'm not questioning their their willingness to be switched on for it what i'm saying is that no one will care 5 years time no one will care 10 mm. years time no one will care the only thing that matters is what they achieved today in terms of the broader historical lens this is viewed through. When people are talking about the successor otherwise it's an Australian team and they compare it to Steve Wars in 2001, Mm. they'll be talking about today not what happens at the Oval next week. And and rightly so. My broader point here is, is that let's not try and You know, dance around this. This is a huge thing. Look where Australian cricket was Mm. a year ago. Look where England were a year ago. Three months ago. They beat India 4 1 here last year, England. They were the number one best, number one team in the world, India. And they, look, in a tight series, but they came out on top 4 1. No one would have thought Australia would come within a bull's roar of England here. I certainly didn't. Mm. Go back to the home summer when India pumped them on home soil for the first time. Yes, they were getting Smith back, and that's obviously been the defining contribution of the entire series. But but you, you never knew. We never knew how Smith and Warner would. Respond to yeah. playing Test cricket in a country where they were going to be booed from the minute they walk out till the minute they walk off. Granted, Smith responded yeah. wonderfully, uh, but we never knew that. It was a great unknown. That
1: was entirely unpredictable. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that he could have responded the way he did after over a year off and um, in a country where you know he hadn't had success. You know, hadn't had won a series. Um, you know, and, yeah, and, and, and that's
0: big, big for Smith. Big for Lyon and big for Warner but big for Smith and big for Lyon because they came here in 2013 I mean Warner mm. played a couple of tests in 2013 but like let's remember Mitchell Johnson Michael Clark Shane Watson Mike Hussey there'll be others other senior players in Australian cricket through that era they came to England multiple times in the case of Clark four times and never won here mm. never went home with the trophy that they value higher than any other in the game so big deal today I think especially for those guys on their third trip no one on their fourth but I mean pain I guess predates that because of him being here before, but but still all the same, that yeah. there are a lot of guys in this team who, who who've suffered a lot of indignity in this country in the last couple of journeys, and and, and including sort of the one-day mm. series losing five-nil last year, being bundled sure. out of the World Cup by England, and this the Champions year. Trophy, Champions Trophy, several Champions Twice. Trophies in this country. <laughs> so yeah, no, it, it's it's a big day, Headingley eighty-nine. Um, you know, it was a big day for Australian cricket, and there, there, there were a slew of them between then and two thousand and one, and yep. and there's been not many since, and today certainly uh, considerable. And
1: I'd also give the poetic comparison that in 2013 Old Trafford, Australia were robbed of a test win by the rain and in 2019 they were given the chance to win a test by perfect weather the sky is still blue, the sun is still gold. We'll be back for the next test in a couple of days. Uh, in between times remember that you can score yourself a CBUS Final Word t-shirt if you uh, put up a social media post or something uh, to tell people about the podcast. It can be in real life, it can be spray painted on the side of a skyscraper, the, the, the it can be trailing behind a helicopter <laughs> we're, we're getting yeah, New York City being leafleted it's all happening. Yeah. So if you want to spread the word about the pod, send us uh, some evidence finalwordcricket at gmail.com or they'll find us on Twitter and, uh, and and we'll pick out a selection of those to, to receive one of the um, bus final word shirts.
0: Yeah we're going to need a, a bigger bus to make sure we've got enough t-shirts for everyone. To fit everyone uh, over, on. Over the next couple of uh, months I suspect. Uh, in, just a closing thought before we go and we'll bring up the um, uh, the uh, the commentary about our, uh, our partner bus as well. How good were that Eastern stand today? They were just I mean when you consider uh, that we were at the Western Terrace last week in Leeds and they really did define that final day, that chase at England, made, how loud they were. These guys expected to see at very best a draw. They probably thought they'd be here for two hours seeing England get rock and rolled by Australia. You know, you know sort of, like I said before, you know, a, a really bad day for England cricket. But the reverse was true and they... Behaved impeccably out there. By I mean, I'm sure they were booing, but I mean in terms of how they engage with the game, and that's been a theme through these last two tests. I mean, brilliant crowds. I love this part of the world.
1: Yeah, that was outstanding today. It was there. There was there was such intensity, such energy when it came around to like the end of each over. As I mentioned earlier, getting a standing ovation, mm. the cheering of every delivery. You know, the, there is. I have a lot of admiration for people who come to cricket and just don't give up. Uh, And I suppose it helps when your team didn't give up and England's lower order didn't give up and they should get credit for that. But... It's It's been a thrill being in these grounds over the last few weeks and seeing the way it's been done.
0: Yeah, can't wait to get back to the Oval. CBUS, of course, offer members a range of support from simple, over-the-phone general advice to referrals to meet with certified financial planners for more comprehensive advice. Visit cbussuper.com.au. Grab a PDS. Uh, past performance is not a reliable indicator of a future performance. Let's see whether that rings <laughs> true next week at I love the how Oval. Many, I
1: love how many people have taken that on as their personal motto as well. <laughs> (laughs) Online, everybody who's messaging us is letting us know that they know that, and we know that. it's a a good life guide as well as a financial services uh, guide. I couldn't
0: agree more. And we yeah, we will between now and the Oval, we will have an episode of the weekly show. So keep your eyes peeled for the feed. That'll probably come out.
1: Can you peel your ears? Yeah, if you can, peel them.
0: That'll be coming out probably the day before the Lord's rather the Oval Test match show. Ready to roll there. That's probably just about enough from us. We've yep. got trains to catch and and, and articles to write. But um, thanks for being part of the show this week. Thanks for your amazing emails and tweets and facebook messages and instagram posts and dms and whatnot with this uh, to do with the, the t-shirt offer i mean we were totally overwhelmed by that so yeah we thought we thought in. there'd
1: be about 3 but uh, yeah. there've been dozens be, or maybe trending to hundreds yeah well, it's
0: probably the latter now so we've got to, <laughs> we've got to get some more t-shirts made up and we will do that uh, during the week we see bus but yeah thanks to everyone it's been a great test to cover and, and again uh, like let's not undersell this this was a a pretty big deal for Australian cricket today so well played Tim Payne and well played to his side for for achieving something that that a couple of captains before him didn't do and, uh, and he'll be able to reflect on this day for, for many, many years. Yeah,
1: a couple of pretty prestigious names. You know, Ricky Ponting up there in the media centre and so on um, who weren't able to captain an Ashes retention. But it'll need to turn into an Ashes win. Why not? Go for it.
0: Adam Collins, Jeff Lemon, the final word for Cbus Super. Seabus.com.au. We'll talk to you in London later in the week.
1: I had to go.
0: Proud of. For over 34 years, the growth CBUS My Super option has returned an average of 9.29% per annum for its members while investing in projects that not only create jobs, but something better. CBUS for all of us. To consider if CBUS is right for you, go to cbussuper.com.au for a PDS. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance.